Welcome to the Connect Church Podcast, episode number 84. Thank you for joining us today. I am your host, Tanner Stahl, on this week's podcast. Uh, we are not the interviewer. We are the interviewee. We'll get into that later. Uh, we're going to do some of our regular segments, too, so let's get into it. Here we go. Good morning, good afternoon, good night, everybody. I'm here with our esteemed panel of podcasters, Terry and Taylor, today. Can I Can I hum in the intro next week? You know what? Let's go. Let's redo it. (laughs) No, you don't want to do that. You don't want to do that. No, that's a great idea because we'll forget. We'll forget. So let's just do it again. Uh, Let's get into our podcast. Here we go. Oh, that's tough. That's tough. That is tough. Was there a cow that died? Yeah. Yeah, something. Nine. But you know Something what? Nine. I think we should make that a regular bit on the show that Terry hums in the intro. <laughs> hums in the intro. And that'll yeah. kill we'll lose all the listeners. The, the other seven are gone. So. <laughs> right from the start. Yeah. All right. So, guys, how was uh, we just let's do our Sunday recap. Let's just get right into it. Um, Stay faithful when things get tough. And so we talked to uh, Luke chapter 19. Uh, we will be taking a break from Luke chapter 19. If I can give a shameless promo for next Sunday, uh, we will begin. I guess it's not really shameless because that's what we do here. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Uh, we will be uh, beginning a new series, Be the Movement, and we're going to uh, be in a new book of the Bible. So uh, for some <laughs> yoga classes. Some yoga classes. Some yes, Zumba. Be the Movement. Yes. Uh, Taylor and you will be doing exercises. So Wear appropriate stage. clothing for the Zumba <laughs> right, classes. Right, right. So yeah. uh, I, w- I want to have you be our model. So, yeah, uh, so I'll yes. do it. I'll do it. Yeah, actually, you're you know more athletic than what people realize. That's true. So, so. I'm, I'm a sneaky. You're a sneaky athletic. Yeah. You are. You are. Anyway, uh, is that uh, we will um, be talking about the gospel, and we're going to talk about how that we become the movement in our community and around the world. And uh, two weeks, uh, we're going to hear that about the world, and this week we're going to be about our community. And so it's going to be awesome. And looking forward to. I've uh, been doing a lot of study and research on it, and we're going to be in First Corinthians 15. So a great chapter in the New Testament. And we'll share more with you guys about that as well. But uh, so uh, I'll be here for being the comforter. Yeah, how long is this series going to go for? Yes, four weeks. We're going to go four weeks right up to Tailgate Sunday. There you go. And then after that, we'll be getting into a different series. No, that is a great question. So we haven't even discussed this in staff meeting, but uh, the decision about two weeks ago. (laughs) This is not on the calendar. It's not. It's not. So uh, I'm resetting my life. So you got to reset your life next, but it's an easy reset. So uh, really just in the last two weeks, just been praying a lot about it and um, and planning for 24. And so where we wound up, that was sort of a, a throw in at last year's staff meeting. Long story short is we're going to nix what we're going to do with that series. And I'm going to finish out the gospel of Luke this Amen. year. And so, so we're going to stay on course and just, uh, I really felt like that we need to finish that out. Well, so I'll cancel okay. my outreach.com order for resetting my life. <laughs> yes, <so>. yes. Right. <laughs> cancel that. So, so anyway, uh, word today, but anyway, we're just going to finish out the gospel of Luke, so it'll be easy. So. Hey, I'm down with that. Yeah, yeah, I, th- I think it's a good. Luke decision. is tired of being talked about. Yes, right. So yeah, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna finish that out this year. But anyway, we talked about uh, this past week uh, finishing. It was a really good service, and just uh, the people were into the music, and people have been come praying. Uh, we've got a Hope Initiative team that we're praying, and our regular Gideon's Army and our staff, and so everybody just did a great job. They were just 
hungry. And so, man, you guys make church go and the music and everything else went well. So we talked about, um, you know, just how to stay faithful when things get tough. I uh, gave a little personal story of Belinda and I and, you know, in our marriage. And so uh, uh, why she stayed faithful to me. But anyway, uh, we talked about how everybody has the ability to stay faithful and that all of us have the same spirit. We gave the quote from Dr. Ken Hughes, each believer receives the same investment capital for his Christian life. Joe Christian uh, revives the same as St. Paul, John Calvin, and Billy Graham. We all have the good news of Jesus Christ and his marvelous effect in our life. And that just led us to realizing and sort of evaluating the story of uh, Jesus told a parable, uh, which I did think fascinating. All the years I've been doing this, did not ever research and study the history of that Archelaus dude. So that was an interesting fun fact about that Jesus was relating to the stories of the times, the right off the newspaper headlines in... uh, and use that. So that was a little interesting piece that really fit well that helped you understand much sure. more of the parable. But we gave seventh practical things uh, for Wait, folks to walk before, away. Yes, before you get yes, into sir. the, the yes, practical sir. things. Hey, you're driving this show, Sorry. whatever yeah. you want to do. <laughs> uh, I, I just enjoyed the fact that I've never heard it put this way before that, uh, you know, the, the evil merchant guy, whatever he yeah. is in the parable, right, right. he gave one guy 10 minions. And then he gave another guy five minions. Yeah. And then he gave another guy one minion. Yeah. Like there grew in Despicable Me. That, that was me, dude. That was all I could think. <laughs> yeah, that was, uh, that's the only thing. When I read that, all I could think of was grew in the, in the minions movie. I wish the Lord would give me 10 minions. I wish the Lord give me 10 minions. Yes, yes, yes. So, yeah. No, that right. was, that was totally, uh, that's what I had in my mind as well. So, yeah. <laughs> uh, when I read that, that's the only way. And it, it is debatable how you translate it. Anyway, uh, so we gave uh, some practical steps to uh, staying faithful and uh, feelings are unreliable. Life has both good and bad times. You just got to know that some seasons are going to be different than others. Dry seasons help build our character, and uh, you're serving God, not just people. It's a good reminder. Uh, your service to God makes an eternal difference. Uh, you have an eternal reward, and you're going to spend forever with Jesus. And so we really hammered down at the end about reminding ourselves that just we got to quit comparing ourselves about how this life goes and remember that uh, we're investing for eternity. Amen. Your eternal reward. That is it. Um, another thing on Sunday to recap, um, Taylor did a great job organizing and uh, putting together the volunteer yes, supper. Yes, yes. And we know most of our volunteers did not show up, which is fine. That's okay. We you had 50. You ain't got to come. Something. 50 something. And yeah. they ate well. They did. <laughs> they ate well. But we do think. There was no all- leftovers. No. <laughs> I know. There was no, le- not one thing of leftovers. Tanner I get, was so sad. I do get angry about that. Um, and, and we had Feed the Teachers uh, yeah, last the week. Teachers. And yes. so everybody, um, you know, Andrew and Holly did a great job. And everybody else, Taylor helped out with that as well. Taylor is tired of feeding people, but yes. uh, she's had a very busy schedule with that. But uh, it was a phenomenal job by our staff, by our church by our leadership, uh, and by our volunteers. Just say thank you. Right. I, yeah, I brought that up just to say, again, thank you to all of our volunteers who make mm-hmm. the church go round. We can't, you know, can't do it without you, 100%. Yeah. So, all right, anything else on the Sunday recap? No, and and, no. and a big thank you to our team, too, because our staff, it's just you guys were outstanding last week, both Sunday working volunteers with Feed the Teachers and, and then Volunteer Supper. So it was a good way to finish up, and we had good food, So it, apparently, because it was all gone. So. Mm-hmm. All right, let's get into our best and the worst. It was the best of times. It was the worst <laughs> of times. Wait, 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 wait. Which was it? This is the worst. Simply the best. 
Simply the best. All right. Somebody give me your best. Or my, I'll go first if you want. My best and worst is the same. Oh, golly. So, my kiddos, my little precious <laughs> angel babies started school. So, well, Kennedy starts tomorrow, but Lincoln started kindergarten. So, I've been depressed and all sad, but you're, excited. You're getting old. Excited that he's growing up and going to school, but then your mama heart's a little sad, too. So. It's about time for that little fart to start mowing the yard. Uh, yeah. <laughs> pulling his weight around here. Yeah. I remember Belen being so, you know, just like my baby's all grown up. Yeah. And so it's I, like a happy and sad, yeah. you know. Well, if I can encourage you, you'll blink twice now and he'll be graduating Taylor. Sorry. <laughs> Make her boohoo now. She's just. I know. That's why I'm sad because I know it goes by so fast. It does. It really She's got does. a Ben and Jerry subscription. It just comes to the door. Yeah. You know. For real. I, I, I heard people, you know, people tell me that all the time when our kids were little and I was like, whatever. I'm so glad for that because, you know, you just got three of them. So yeah. you're just like, you know, get past it. But uh, it really does go fast. So, you know, yeah. All right, Terry, what's your best of the week? Uh, mine is um, um, just it has to do with donuts. And so, uh, you know, as, as my, which goes what I'm going to do my worst as well. Tanner ate half my box of donuts, uh, Sunday and Taylor. But anyway, I only had two. I had one and I never eat your donuts. Like I ne- you get them all the time. Like people bring right, them right. like I never. But for some re- well, I hadn't had breakfast. Tanner's like, there's donuts. I was like, so I'm going to get one. It was so good. Uh, I'm just telling you it is. And so. I was just trying to help out Belen because I know Belen yes. tell she says that there's oh donuts gosh. in there, eat them. Yes. You know, yeah. I just yeah. do what I'm told. Just so. just ignore Belen. Yeah. Anyway, uh, but uh, so uh, I've got a little trick now because you know I'm taking eat them throughout the, the week maybe. And if you take the uh, raspberry field, which Taylor loved, is Sunday is, and you put it in the microwave, not for 13, not for 11 but exactly 12 seconds with a little lid over it. It is the perfect temperature, and somehow it makes it even magical. Uh, I mean, even better tasting. It is just like, just not hot, but just just right. Just right in 12 seconds in my microwave, and it is heaven on earth. Uh, And I had one last night, and it just, it was, it was just. Just enough to freshen it up. Yes, oh my gosh. It it feels like you just came off the conveyor right in your mouth. Amen, amen. Uh, My best, you're getting my best from last week, because that's what's in my notes. I (laughs) I had a great weekend on the old tour bus. Uh, got to sing at the James D. Vaughn Quartet Festival with some other groups that I hadn't, and got to see a bunch of old friends that I had, literally hadn't seen in over a decade. So that was a lot of fun. Um, Emphasis on old. Shout out to Harold Reed, yeah, <laughs> and uh, uh, Ricky Carden of the Down East Boys. And uh, anyways, uh, we all look the same. We're just a lot older, but anyways, good times with great oldies. Uh, and surprisingly enough. I enjoyed the Chuck Wagon Gang more than I enjoyed any other group that day. I don't know. I mean, I know. Like if you if you're listening and you don't have never heard of the Chuck Wagon Gang, just Google it one time and you'll be like, "What the heck is that?" But you know what? I wouldn't listen to that going down the road. But live, boy, they were. It was cool. They were so good. They did a great job. That was the most surprising thing of the week. And then for my worst on my notes, it says my worst this weekend is not podcast friendly, so I'm going to forego my worst of the week. That's that's good. Good choice. So we'll, Good just, choice. we'll just do that. There you go. And so that's that. All right. That is our best and worst of the week for sure. Let's get into our hot topic today. Um, well, that's good. Um, put that in your Wednesday night memes, please. Yes, yes, yes. Um, sorry. Terry's over here showing me pictures um, that are also not podcast friendly. <laughs> so use your imagination out there in podcast land. Uh, anyways. Oh, let me tell you what happened yesterday since this is a new story. So um, the Arkansas women's basketball team. 
along with a bunch of other women's basketball teams uh, from around the country, D1 teams, are doing like this European tour, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So they're all saying the pictures. Yeah. So they played the uh, yesterday. Arkansas played the Croatian All Stars in Croatia. Okay. I don't know if this is like eight year old All Stars or if it's like. You know, they're pro-level All-Stars, but it's the Croatian All-Stars. That's who they played. Yeah. Arkansas won 124 to 12. Oh, wow. Uh-huh. Oh, no. <laughs> yes. Wow. Yeah. So, Were they uh, short? I, I don't know. <laughs> I, I haven't seen any pictures or video. I just saw the box score. And, the like, after the first quarter, you know, they do quarters yeah. in the women's game. It was, like, 49 to 1. Wow. 49 to 1. To 1. No. So, I'm like, well, okay, the defense slacked off a little bit the rest of the game. You know, they gave up 11 more points in the rest of the game. But they sure they didn't send the soccer team? I don't, I don't know. I, I'm not yeah, sure who they played. Yeah, I think they, they got played. their sport mixed up. Yeah, it, well, apparently the soccer team can beat our women's soccer team. I heard on the radio, <laughs> though, that they, they played in uh, in Tony Kukoc's gym Ooh. that Ooh. he built in Croatia. Wow. And that's where they were playing. And the scorekeeper... Uh, doing the yeah. the scoreboard was just over there lighting up. Nice, I mean, just nice, had one nice. going. I said, yeah. so. There you go. I guess you can do that in Croatia. Yeah. Well, Smoke you a you cigarette know, that, and it goes back to the old argument that Tony uh, coach wasn't any good without Michael Jordan, so maybe he can't coach either. So. Maybe. <laughs> I, I don't know. But Well, no, he wasn't the coach. He well, was, no, it was no, just, no. His, just gym. his gym. Yeah, yeah his gym. That's awful, though. I thought, you know, 124 to 12. Good gracious. Yeah, but 49 to 1. That's just, that's. I mean, did they put the water girls in? Right. (laughs) I don't know. I have no idea. It's just the Croatian all stars. They're not very good. The floor mopper people in. So, next week, can I make a request? Just hit me for the podcast discussion. Um, The realignment of the conferences to the Super 3 or 4. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. I'm I'm an old guy on this. I just hate this. I think it's. I'm on both sides of the fence. I know Revelation says don't be hot or cold. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. Uh, or don't be lukewarm, but uh, I, I I'm on I see both sides of this. Fence. I just think it it throws away all the old rivalries and stuff. So eh, if they mean that much to you, you'll play them anyway. You know? <laughs> all right, well, let's get into our, uh, our our new segment, not a new segment, but our content for the day. We are going to pass you off to Brother Bert Harper and the AFR Exploring Missions uh, radio show that they do on Saturdays, and uh, you're going to get to hear. Uh, a little bit more about our Japan trip, and I'll tell you why after the interview. So let's make welcome, Brother Bert Harper. When it comes to opportunities, they come and they go. But one thing about opportunities, we need to take the most of each one when it appears to us. I remember that at Kadesh Barnea when the children of Israel were to go into the land that God had promised them, but because of fear, they turned back. Well, one of the worst things that can happen to us in our generation is that we turn back because of whatever reason it might be, distance or fear, difficulty, but we need to march forward with the good news of Jesus Christ. With that in mind, I want to introduce our guest today here on Exploring Missions. It is Tanner Stahl. Tanner, welcome. Hey, thanks for having us, Brother Burke. It's good to have you. Let me tell you, you're connected with Connect Church. Is that right? That's right. <laughs> I am the worship pastor and missions director at Connect Church. When I read that, I said, music and missions. Man, they do go together, but I know worship is more than music. But, right. uh, you know, uh, I, I've looking for two words to match, you know, with yep. the same letter. But how long you been there now, Tanner? I just finished uh, my fifth year there, so it, we've been here since 2018. 
Let me ask you this. Was missions a part of what you were coming to do, or did that come after you got here, you know, worship leader, and then, okay, let's do missions. Or right. Ready when you came. Yeah, it, it was part of the kind of, kind of part of the package when, that I signed on to uh, – here in Tupelo is I was coming to, to do worship, lead the music, of course, but then also head up the missions department as well. Amen. Take that over. So I, I grew up in a very missions-minded, very missions-oriented church, thankfully, and so that's always been on my heart is to uh, fulfill the Acts 1-8 plan. Uh, Amen. All around Amen. the world. So, Well, we, we're glad you're in Tupelo, Mississippi. Yeah, we're and, glad to be here. And But I got this to ask. How does it work working with Terry Pierce, your it, pastor? It's very hard. No, I'm just kidding. I'm, I'm kidding. <laughs> well, no, know, he's, he's I was good. trying to set that up yeah, now. He's good. If we can just get rid of that youth pastor, I'll be good to go. Oh, no, man, I'm kidding. I'm I, kidding. Uh, <laughs> I, listen, I love Terry Pierce more than I can tell you. We served on the board yeah. here at uh, AFA for years yeah. and uh, just has been a dear friend. I've preached there for him when he was out and about and uh, love Connect Church. Absolutely. I think you've preached there twice since I've been there. Okay. And uh, I, I love it. I wish he'd go away more often. So oh, no, man. Well, it's a joy <laughs> to be there. And matter of fact, where I'm interim pastor, Connect and Auburn Baptist Church, they're kind of neighbors. Absolutely. A lot of the kids go to the same schools yep. and everything like that. So yep. uh, it's good. We have another guest, and we want to make sure you get his name right. It's Jonathan Burt. Welcome, Jonathan. Yes, sir. Thank you, Mr. Burt. We're happy to be here and happy to be able to talk about Japan with you guys. Well, I'm glad you are here. Uh, we, I always say this. I'm glad I don't have his last name, and he's glad he doesn't have my first name. Uh, <laughs> that'd, be a, that'd be a nightmare. <laughs> that would. Burt Burt, where, where would you do? But anyway, Jonathan, welcome. Tell me your connection. Do you remember it at Connect Church? Yes, sir. Uh, we started coming to Connect Church when I was 13, so about 2010. So I've been there a long time, seen the whole building remodel that we we did, and um, yeah, got I actually was baptized and saved at Connect Church. Is that right? Yes, well, amen. I'm I was glad 14. to hear that. Yep. Praise the Lord. Well, it is good, guys. Uh, good to have you guys with us today. We're here because you have recently made a trip, a mission trip to Japan. Uh, when was that? Tell us. Just tell us a little bit what brought this about. Sure. Why Japan? Sure. Well, um, it was actually the end of 2019, start of 2020. We had uh, the Lord laid it on my heart to uh, return to Japan on a mission trip. I'd gone um, back in 2014 with another church, another team, and um, some friends of mine from Bible College has moved to Tokyo and they've started a church plant there in Tokyo. And so we wanted to be, uh, we wanted to partner with them and just go support. We already support them financially in our church budget. So we wanted to go and actually see it and do just be available and flexible, do whatever we can to help them in their daily journey for however long we're going to be there. And then COVID hit. <laughs> so, oh, really? Yeah. What? You know, Tell this, me about COVID. Was this that, world was... pandemic. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Okay. So that hit. So that knocked <clears throat> us out. We were supposed to go in 2020. Of course, that canceled. So we put it on the books for 2021. Didn't work. Japan's borders were still closed. Although we had, you know, America had opened up. Japan was still closed to tourism. We couldn't get in. Uh, we thought we were going to make it happen in 2022. And uh, we were supposed to go in 2022, October 11th through the 21st or something like that, right? Well, in preparation through 2022, 
the borders were still closed. They wouldn't mm-hmm. let anybody in. And so in July, we canceled the trip. We said, we'll just try again next year. That's all we can do. And wouldn't you know, Japan opened their borders on October 11th of 2022, <laughs> the same day that we were supposed to go. Yeah. So we had canceled that trip. So, um, Oh, you have little faith. No, I know. No, no, exactly. yeah. We thought the same thing. You know, We thought the exact same thing. Uh, and so I was talking to Heath Hubbard, uh, is the, uh, the lead missionary there at that church, and uh, he said, uh, the borders are open. Let's get it planned for spring of 2023 before they shut it down again. So we, we said, all right, spring break 2023, we're going to go to Japan. So we went March 13th through the 21st of this year. Okay. Jonathan, why did you go to Japan? I know it was your church, but did God uh, – well, tell us your story about why why would you go on a mission trip to Japan? Yeah, it was actually funny. I, I told Tanner – we had actually went to Mexico back in August, and I told him for Japan, I said, I'm not going to sign up for this trip. I want someone else to go if they wanted to go. So they he had everything full, and everyone was supposed to go. Well, a week before we left, he calls me and says, hey, one of our guys backed out. Can you go? And I was like, <laughs> I, like I told I told the man, well, if, if you need me, I'm there. Well, you're a minute yeah. man, man. Right. So, yeah, so within a, within a week's yeah. notice, I told him, yeah. So I felt that was a... A door the Lord was opening, so I let's go. So you didn't have to get your passport renewed or anything. It was fresh. It was ready, it was ready to go. Good yep. short-term yes, missionaries keep their missionary up to um, their passport up to date, don't they? That's right. And and to, to Jonathan's credit, he had you know in the process the few months coming up to the trip, he was always, hey, how can I pray for Japan? How can I uh, help with the team? Is there anyone who needs financial help? I could give a little bit to him. And I was like, man, I, I love you. We're good to go. But if something falls through, you know. I'll let you know, and uh, wouldn't you know it, a week before, a tree fell on one of our uh, team members' house, and he was unable to go because that's kind of a big situation. Yeah, it uh, is. So yeah. Jonathan got to go, and I was very glad he did. So, well, uh, Before we go back to Tanner, first time to Japan. Yes, sir. What I, I want you to describe your feelings, now, not mental, but did, did you feel opportunity? Was it overwhelming? Tell, tell us a little bit about that. Well, I definitely you feel opportunity because of the, like Tanner said earlier, uh, just the lack of people that have been reached there. There's just a lack of hope, and it just seems so dark. Like there's, you just don't see a whole lot of people smiling, making eye contact with you. So were they still wearing masks? Yes, they were. Oh man, yes, we were. We seemed like the only ones that weren't wearing masks. Yeah, okay. But they had lifted the mask mandate. So, but yes, there's opportunity all throughout that whole country. And you, and you could observe it and see it. Absolutely. Okay. Tanner, what I know you, you go, whatever you want us to do. When you go work with missionaries, right. we wait on them. What do you want us to do? And you have people there that do different things. And mm-hmm. But tell us about what, you're, what you did while you were there. Sure. So one big opportunity that this particular church plant tries to uh, take advantage of is that um, the Japanese people and the parents want their kids to learn English. Um, because it'll help them in the business world. It'll help them as they get to be an adult. So they um, have a lot of English-speaking opportunities at the church, probably two or three a week. Well, do they um, pick up the southern accent? Yeah, they get a little bit of that. They get, yeah, they little, get, okay. the, they I, get I just, that good southern draw up in there. Yeah, you know? uh, hey, we can, do, we can do it with the best of them. Yeah, the lead, the lead, <laughs> the lead pastor is from Arkansas like I am. We grew up together. That's our yeah. connection there. Yeah, okay. so, so we got that good Arkansas, you know, yeah. don't wear shoes and talk southern. Right, right. <laughs> but, yeah, they do two or three English-speaking events events a week it may be a cooking class just come and let's cook food together and we'll talk english and work on that it could be just a conversation class a ping pong event um just anything and so during the week 
they've got to advertise for these things. And um, so we would go to the train stations outside by the church and hold up signs and just smile and just be friendly, you know, <laughs> yeah. just hold up signs and be friendly and, and smile at people and let them know that hopefully, you know, we're nice people. This church is nice people and we just want to get to know you type thing. So right. that was a lot of our evangelism, if you will, is um, at, at first not trying to reach them for Jesus, just trying to get them in the door, right. you know, and then let the Holy Spirit do the rest of the work eventually through relationships. Well, the Holy Spirit does it, it does happens better when the Holy Spirit's involved. That's you right. Notice, if we get out of the way and let Him work, <laughs> He'll do it. He yeah. does. Have you noticed it's usually not just one event? Usually it's this and then this, you know, right. to get right. that person. Yeah. They say, well, who led you to Christ? Well, that guy may have shared the truth of the Roman road, but somebody else laid the foundation and exactly. did all that. So that smile and greeting, uh, that's the reason in churches, guess what? One of the most important persons in that congregation are the greeters. Absolutely. How do, how do you feel? Yep. Yeah. The first impression. And the Bible's filled with that. Greet one another with a holy kiss. I mean, the Bible is filled with greetings. Right. I, I don't mean to go off on a tangent. No, here, you're good. But, but I appreciate you doing that. Yeah. Well, Jonathan, when you got there, what was your assignment? Did you have one or more or multitude holding signs, speaking English? What was what was your assignment? Yeah, so we did we did the same thing. I know uh, Tanner almost got arrested one day for singing. This is true, yeah. Uh, on the street. <laughs> but, the police came and shut us down because we were being yeah. a little too friendly, a little too loud. So. Uh, okay. Yeah. yeah. They said, no. <laughs> <laughs> you recognize that. Huh? Yeah, we knew what that meant. Uh, yeah. We knew. But we were, we all went out and held up the signs that say, let's speak English. And we handed out a bunch of Easter eggs just with a piece of candy and um, a church invite card in it. And a lot, of the, a lot of them didn't even know what an Easter egg was, but, you know, just getting that seed planted. And getting the church's name out there to the people, because um, I know Heath had told us one day that those type of things that you give them, they will hold on to it for maybe three months and show up at the church and say, "Hey, I got this from some guy three months ago. We're yeah. we're just coming to check it out. They're coming. Yeah. yeah. Well, you've already alluded to it, but we want a little bit of the statistics. I always have a hard sure. time saying that yeah. word. Stats. Yeah. That's so much better, isn't right. it? Right. Give us the stats of why uh, Japan is is not very many churches, not a lot of Christians. What are the stats on that? Yeah, yeah so Japan, the country itself, is the second most unreached people group in the world. And like you said, that's that's just a mind blowing stat because of their culture, their technology. It's it's not like it's a remote country in Africa where it's hard to get the gospel to. It's it's partly of their population, and then it's their culture as well. Is they uh, Christianity is just not there on the island, and so ninety nine point five percent is just unreached. Um, Say that percentage one more time. Yeah, ninety nine point five percent of the population in Japan is unreached with the gospel. Isn't that amazing? So those of you that have availability, go to Japan, look at the population and see what ninety nine point five percent of that is and it's in the millions, millions, millions. And so an easy way to a good illustration of it was uh, they took us to the Tokyo Tower on on a sightseeing day and we went up into the tower and it was nighttime. It was beautiful. It was gorgeous right there in the middle of Tokyo. And um, it's a kind of a replica of the Eiffel Tower. So we go up there and we're looking around and he's, he gathered us around and he said, all around you, 360 degrees is just building upon skyscraper upon skyscraper. You can't even see the end of the buildings all around. Um, the, there's no horizon other than just buildings. He said, pick one building 
any building you want, big, little, whatever, pick one building. And that is the amount of people in Japan who have a relationship with Jesus Christ and are saved. The rest of the buildings, unsaved, unreached, mm. unbelievable. This is something that a lot of theologians have tub- trouble with. I did. I remember taking a course in it. Why so many pockets of unbelievers? Yeah. I mean, groups like here in America, uh, now that we're under 50%, we're, oh, no, where's America going? And, I, you know, I wonder about that. Yeah. But over there, a half of 1% reached with the gospel. I opened up with this about <clears throat> opportunities. After World War II, I'm, I love history, and I, I dig down in it. Douglas MacArthur won. He said he'd return. He came back to the Philippines, and then they finally signed the peace treaty there on the ship outside of Japan. And his message to America was send missionaries. Mm. Guess what we didn't do? <laughs> we didn't do it the way we should yeah. have. Few went, not many. And the opportunity was there then. Now, I'm still saying opportunity is still there. But at that point in time, it was just gigantic, an opportunity to rebuild, to demonstrate and show. And I praise God for those that are willing to go back even now. And so God may be working on some people. Do I need to go to Japan? And if God lays it on your heart, uh, would you suggest they follow through with that? Absolutely. If God's laying on your heart to go anywhere, follow through. Like you said, go wherever it may be. It could be across the street or around the world, whatever it is. Um, but, yes, especially Japan. And and if I can, for just a second, I know this is a national show, right? It is a national show, and, yes. But we're here in Tupelo. And so let yep. me tell you the connection here for us here in, in Lee County. Um, we have Toyota plants all over this county and there's Japanese people everywhere. And so our our goal is to reach and um, connect with some Japanese people while they're here working at Toyota and then send them back when they go home. Uh, what, a national, what a brilliant idea. Exactly. Creating <laughs> national missionaries there and we can plug them in. They're not gonna yeah. go they're not gonna go back to Japan and just fall back into Shintoism or Buddhism, we're going to plug them in with churches uh, that are already established there in Japan. That's that's the goal here for us. I mean, the opportunity that we have here in northeast Mississippi is with Japan. Those of you that are listening, you need to look at the stats in your community. There's probably a people group there uh, that's from a country that is either unreached or limited in so many access, ministering to those people. You're really blessing them, but you look at it. It's forward looking too. It's future looking, isn't it, Tanner? Right, absolutely, absolutely. Well, okay. Have y'all identify? Do you identify those that are local, or just look for them? Or I'm just the reason I want this. Those that are in a community and they know that there's a nationality there Mm -hmm. that's uh, unusual for their area. And uh, how how do you identify? Just look and see. Yeah, just look and see. when I moved here, we we st- before we could close on our house, we stayed in a ho- my family stayed in a hotel for two weeks, and it was nothing but us and Japanese people. And I, I was just like, they're everywhere, and we we can reach them, you know, yeah. if we can just if we do it intentionally, you know. Uh, but yeah, they're out there for sure. I know First Baptist here in town has a program. First Baptist Church um, in Tupelo, Mississippi. Yeah, they have a, they have a program where they're already doing these speak English classes. So we're gonna model their take after their model and yeah. do it at our church. And uh, the Lord opened up a great door uh, in preparation for us going to Japan. There was a um, 
SBC missionary couple named Charlie and Teresa Seelan, who retired 30 years in Japan, retired for some health issues, and they're from Oklahoma, but they retired here because of the opportunities to still work with Japanese people. Yeah. So they've been, they were such a great help in prepping us to go to Japan. Um, and it's just another way that God opened a door to reach that unreached people group here in Mississippi. So. Okay. Jonathan, would you be willing to go back when Absolutely. the opportunity presents itself? Oh, yeah. We'd go back today. Would Absolutely. you? Why? Like I said, the, the hopelessness, the opportunity. Um, well, a lot of times, here's what happens, and and I thought of that when you use those words, darkness, heaviness. You see that in third world countries a lot. Right. But when you go to Japan, their technology, their modern, their their wealth, yep. but it's still spiritual darkness. And sometimes we don't connect that very well. Right. We we think if you've got money or you've got position, oh, you're all right. But they need that relationship, don't they, Tanner? Right, absolutely. And and what's crazy about their culture is, and another guy on our team pointed this out while we were there, is um, their their culture is very friendly. You know, they will go out of their way to help you in whatever you need. Um, and they all they do that without the hope of Jesus Christ. And you compare that and contrast that to our country, where it's you know crime is not an issue over in Japan. You know theft and stuff like that. And over here, you know, I would I lock, lock my doors in the employee parking lot out here. You know, like it's just you didn't you never know. And we have the hope of Jesus so prevalent over here, and they they don't. But yet they live a almost a better Christian lifestyle than we do sometimes, and not know it. Yeah, they they don't really understand sin. Right. Like when Chris Mormon was talking to this this guy on the street one day, he was trying to explain to him sin. And the guy was like, well, I've never killed anybody. He th- they think, oh, if, if I just abide by the law the government gives, then I'm okay. So as long as they're not killing anyone, they think everything's cool. Yeah. The missionary couple that you worked with, how long had they been there? Uh, Heath and Joni Hubbard are their names, and they've been there th- for, I think, four or five years. I know I think Joni has been there just a little longer before they got married. And then they actually work with a team of people. Um, there's another missionary couple named Jack and Ashley Kedman who have been there for two years. Um, the Colwells. Daniel and Shelby. Daniel and Shelby have been there for three or four years. Um, so they, they have a network have a and network a community, community. Absolutely. and they support one another and encourage one another. Right. What, right. Can you imagine those early missionaries that went to places by where they were yeah. by themselves? It, it's a great opportunity. We were talking about opportunities because of the ability to communicate with others, the ability to go rather than, I mean, taking a ship. Can you imagine getting in a boat in the 1800s and making your way to Japan as right. a missionary? It would be spend half of your time getting right. there. But now because of technology, we can go over there and have a 10-day mission trip and come back mm-hmm. and what an opportunity so if people would want to say man this has really touched uh, my heart about japan uh is there any way that you would say suggest them starting the process get in touch with their denomination and see right. if they have missionaries what would be your suggestion there? Ab- absolutely that <laughs> um you know most denominations have that that chain of command, if you will, or they have designated organizations, you know, uh, with international missions. 
And I, I promise you, there's probably one there uh, in Japan through your denomination specifically. Uh, and just reach out to those those entities and see how can I help. And it may not be Japan. It may be, you know, China, Thailand, South Korea, somewhere else. You know, it could be Cuba, whatever. But um, but specifically Japan, I, I promise you there's probably a missionary of your denomination out there who needs your help, not only in prayer, financial support, and then to come and assist them for whatever time you can. One of the greatest things we got to do there um, on the Friday night, we did an all-English worship service where the missionaries just sat back and just got to be patrons, if you will, <laughs> and we did the work. Yeah, I know that. Every once in a while, we on staff, we need that, don't we? Absolutely. We and, yeah. and them coming out of COVID and they had, you know, still doing masks and all that stuff, uh, this was we were their first team in a long time. I mean, a really long time to come in and and just be with them and help them. So for us to lead an English worship service where they didn't have to work, they didn't have to, you know, preach, sing, plan the service order, take up an offering or whatever. You know, uh, they got to sit back. So maybe there's a missionary missionary couple in your denomination out there that needs to be poured into. Yeah, go and pour into them. You know, and we have that opportunity. Absolutely, we can uh, do that. We, we can go to the missionary exactly. and bless them. I want this in for sure. Again, to encourage those in whatever community they are in to look into the fields that are white to harvest. Absolutely, and look for those people that you know may be culturally different and opportunities to look in their way and see if the gospel needs to be presented because you may be looking at someone that will go back and reach others. Is that right? Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. And so you guys are doing that and starting that. Jonathan, I was going to ask you one one more. Jonathan Burt, by the way, <laughs> and Tanner Stahl are with us. They're with Connect Church here in Tupelo, Mississippi, having recently gone on a short-term mission trip to Japan. It was in Tokyo, I, I presume. Yes, it was. Tokyo. But I mean, Japan, <clears throat> you know, from one end of the island to the other is just populated with so many people all over, like you said. But the question I was wanting to ask you, uh, would when you go back, will you go back with your eyes open? The first time you go to a country, it's, oh, you know, there's some excitement, and you're still excitement, but you already have some connections now. Tell folks the benefit, uh, and you may need to do this more as after he gets through, Tanner, the benefit of going back to a, the same country that you've served in. Sure. Are you looking forward to going back? Yeah, absolutely. Um, just to kind of point out what you're saying, we've been to Veracruz three times, and just from my experience there, having been to that place three times, you just grow relationships with these people, and I know how to pray for them and their families, and so when we have the opportunity to go back to Japan, there will be people that obviously we made connections with in the week that we were there, and we're able to pray for them by name and be very specific, and we, you know, just building that relationship uh, with them and growing with them. But like you said, um, Ashley Kettleman said something the first day we were there that I can't get out of my head. She said, you cannot unsee what you've seen. When you go to that country and you see the fact that there's not Christians and the there's not a church on every corner. No, there's only about <laughs> there's 91 machine on every corner, but there's <laughs> not a church. church. Yeah, this is true. There are about a little over 9,100 churches in the entire country. I think there's over that in the state of Mississippi. So, but you see the despair and the hopelessness and you cannot unsee that. Okay. Encourage a church to build a relationship with a ministry that, you know, like 
Veracruz, that's in Mexico, right? Mm -hmm, Correct. Or Japan. Mm -hmm. Encourage a church there to not just go here, there, and the other, but build a relationship with one people group trying to reach them. Right, absolutely. Um, We we do a couple of trips a year, but they're – for the most part, we go to kind of go to the same places every two or three years because we are developing those relationships with people. And when we go back to those places, you can reconnect with old friends. And now with social media, they're not old friends. You you see them all the time on social media. Um, there's ways to help out uh, physically, financially, and and through prayer, of course, um, with those relationships. And you're always encouraging the ones that you've that you've seen and have a friendship with. Um, and that's just a big part of it. That's discipleship, easy relationships. Um, yeah. So find, find a ministry, a missionary and partner with them, get beside them and don't worry about what they're doing with your money that you send them. All right. It's not up to you. Once you give them their money or give them your money, let them do the work of the Lord. Um, you know, uh, but pray for them, get involved with them and just be a part of their, uh, a part of their ministry, even though it may be around the world. Amen. Our guest today has been Tanner Stahl. He's the worship and mission minister at Connect Church here in Tupelo, Mississippi, and Jonathan Burt, who is a member there and saved there, baptized there, yes, now serving there. Yes, sir. That's pretty good that you didn't bail out, Jonathan. Um, I'm happy I didn't. We're proud and you, of You're going to stay in there, huh? Yes, sir. Amen. And we're encouraging you to, in your church, in your small group, Find a mission point. Uh, you're really not a New Testament church unless you're missional. That's right. the whole idea. And as Tanner said, and it's also in our introduction, whether it's across the street or around the world, Japan, literally around the world. Uh, do you know the time reference difference? How many time zones between Mississippi and Japan? It's Is it 14. 14. 14 hours. 14 hours. Wow. What's your fly? I, I got to get this in. Sure. Your flight plan. Got just about 30 seconds. We went Memphis to Detroit all the way to Tokyo. 13 and a half hour flight. On the way back, we stopped in Seattle, Detroit, and back to Memphis. Oh, so you can do it. It's we, possible. We flew to Tokyo and never saw darkness. It was daylight the whole way. <laughs> That's crazy. Well, guys, thank you for being with us. Thank you for having us, we man. appreciate we'll, it. And uh, if you go back, we, we want to hear an update, okay? Absolutely. Definitely. All right, that was our exploring missions interview. Bert did a great job. He talked say too Bert. much. Jonathan did a great job, yeah. and Brother Bert did a great job, and of course I did a great job. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, but anyways, I wanted to play that because coming up next week is our uh, World Missions with Connect Church uh, annual mm-hmm. potluck supper. We're going to have a guest uh, missionary host speaker, if you will, to come and tell us more about uh, Doctor Danny. On. Yeah, Danny Gasperson's coming uh, next weekend, and he's with the Hannah Project. He's going to tell us much more about that. Our folks are going to love him. Yes, it's going to be great. And of course, if you, we always love the missions potluck because you get a variety of foods, mm-hmm. and we'll have our chicken tenders, of course, for those who need chicken tenders. Um, but I'm looking forward. <laughs> yeah, I'm looking forward to uh, uh, Jody and Kathy's Cuban dish that they usually yeah, make. Maybe they're going to do something. Else. Yeah. I don't know, but That's uh, amazing. they do a great job with their Cuban dish. I usually make curry or something mm-hmm. like that, so we'll see. Uh, just a variety of stuff, but I wanted to plug that as we uh, dive into Missions Emphasis next weekend, August 19th and 20th, so be a part of that. That'll be good. Jonathan Burt, by the way, sounded much better on the podcast than he can play golf, so yeah, he's terrible. For sure, yeah. for sure, <laughs> for sure. All right, let's get into our dumb questions. Um, This might be a stupid question. Uh, there's no such thing as a stupid question. What a stupid question that is. You asked a lot of stupid questions. Can I 
I ask a dumb question? Better than anyone I know. All right, our dumb question number one. Your dog understands several or many human words, but you don't understand anything that your dog barks. So who's smarter, you or the dog? You. <laughs> you? Me? I, I still go with me. You're yeah. smarter than the yeah. dog, yeah. even yeah. though the dog speaks your language, but you can't speak the dog's How language. many dead dogs do you see in the road? That's valid. <laughs> oh, that's, that's good. That is good. Yes, valid. yes. All right, in the Disney movie... Well, hang on, too, and, and I don't sniff my butt. Sorry. <laughs> and you don't sniff other people's butts. I don't sniff other yeah. people's butts. Yes. Yeah. yes. That's even better. At least I hope you don't go around sniffing other people's butts. I've never had that inclination, so... Oh, my word. All right, in the Disney movie Beauty and the Beast, do you think the townspeople may have liked Belle a little bit more if she hadn't gone around uh, singing and dancing about how boring they were? Ooh. Yeah. You ever yeah. thought about that? Never thought about that. I never thought about that. That was a little pompous. Yeah. Yeah. Belle, she's kind of a... Yeah. 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 All right. Is the cereal industry totally dependent on the milk industry? Now, I like dry cereal. Yeah, some people do like it, but... I I mean, I eat it for snack. Majority. Uh, yeah, what you get a handful, but you're not going to get a bowl of cereal and just no, eat it as a snack no, I milk. Agree. Yeah. yeah, they definitely need milk. But see, I'm milk intolerant, so I have to struggle with it. You're milk intolerant? Well, Belen says I'm not, but I think I am. So. What do you eat with your donuts? Or drink with your donuts? Sweet Water? tea. Sweet tea? Oh, my word. Yeah, no, that's not cool. You need to get some milk You need to there. worry about your milk intolerance. Worry about your diabetic. <laughs> diabetes. That's what everybody says when I tell them that. That's what I do. Oh, I drink, my word. I drink sweet tea with my donuts. How do you even taste the donut? <laughs> well, you could uh, go vegan and just drink strawberry milk. Strawberry milk is a thing? Strawberry milk is a thing. How do you yeah. milk a strawberry? But it's not vegan. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh. All right. That wraps up the podcast for today. Shout out to all our regular listeners. Thank you for coming back. Uh, share, subscribe uh, to wherever you hear this podcast on your platform. Have a great day. Thank you, guys. You want to hum out the intro? Mm. That's bad. <laughs>